There was one Thanksgiving when a father asked his son to offer the blessing. The family patiently waits while the boy looks around at all the food. He's rather a picky eater, as kids sometimes are. And after his examination, he bowed his head and honestly prayed. Lord, I don't like the looks of it, but I thank you for it, and I'll eat it anyway. Amen. This is one of my favorite weeks of the year, probably yours as well. It involves food, family, and relaxation. And do you know what's relaxing? Being thankful for what you have. You know what isn't relaxing? Trying to get more than what a man needs which is what the holiday to some is on Friday. I'm all for a good deal, and I don't fault anyone on that. We participate somewhat ourselves in the Sadler household. But it is ironic that some people lose their minds over materialism the very day after being thankful for what they have. Thanksgiving is just one of the things our country has done well. Thanksgiving has been celebrated off and on since 1789 but it became a national holiday in 1863 with a proclamation from Abraham Lincoln that said, We should give thanksgiving and praise to our beneficent Father who dwelleth in the heavens. I want to talk about thanksgiving today because not being thankful does some things to us. First off, it increases anxiety and depression. Turn on the news or read any article, you'll see someone talking about one of these two things, the plight of our society. Why is this? Why does not being thankful do this? Well, basically, because when we are not thankful, what's that mean in some cases? It means that we want more. We see our situation in life as one with undesirable content. So there you see the relation between anxiety and depression through not being thankful. One reason is that we always want to improve ourselves, and that's a good thing. But this can at times trigger us to have an ungrateful attitude. Our disposition to bring balance should look something like this. I am on the path of self-improvement. We should all want to be doing that. Paul mentions the the faith improvement, as it were, 2 Corinthians 13, 5. Test yourselves to see if you are in the faith. Examine yourselves. But we should also have the other side. I am grateful for what I have. Paul told the Philippians in chapter 4 and verse 11, Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatever state I am, therewith to be content. We must make both of these the targets that we are pursuing. But unfortunately, many of us see ourselves perpetually at the bottom of a ravine, when actually it might just be our perspective that needs to change. Your valley is someone else's peak, and we need to stop comparing ourselves to everyone else. You need to live the life that you have been blessed with, with the strengths that you have. We chase happiness like a dog chasing its tail. And if we do catch it, what will we do with it? Many times we don't know. Find happiness where you are, and if you can't, something does need to change, and you need to pursue that. But let's discuss today how we can be thankful. What is the opposite of thankfulness? 
Because if you're not reaping the benefits of gratitude, then you must be doing the opposite of that. As I said earlier, we aren't thankful more because we want something else. Being thankful reduces materialism, which is what comes about from not being grateful. And materialism all is always a dead end to happiness. We buy things and we think it should make us happy, but not for very long. Black Friday is coming up and people will have a fight over a TV one day after being thankful for what they have. And this paradigm is why America is in the shape that it's in. We value possessions all over almost everything. 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 3 and 4 tells us that Christ's divine power has given us everything pertaining to life and godliness. People are looking for the wrong things, and they're not looking for Christ at all. What does Matthew 6 tell us? Last to leaders theme a few years ago. It tells us three important things about, about gratitude and about pursuing the right things. Don't store up treasures on earth, it says, but rather store up treasures in heaven. Where your heart is, he says, that's where your treasure can be found. Because, see, if we're to be thankful, we've got to ask ourselves, where is our heart? What are we engaging in on a regular basis? That's where our treasure is. Our treasure should really be in heaven. Let's look at 1 Timothy chapter 6, verses 6 through 10. 1 Timothy chapter 6, beginning with verse 6. But godliness, actually, is a means of great gain. In the previous verses, Paul is telling Timothy that there are people who are going after money even using the gospel of Christ for that. There are people that are going after money. But he says, godliness actually, mine is in italics to emphasize it, actually is a means of great gain when accompanied by contentment. So if we focus on Christ, if we go after godliness and find ourselves being content, we will experience great gain. Regardless of what the stock market does, regardless of your job, regardless of a lot of things, be content, go after godliness. For we have brought nothing into the world, so we cannot take anything out of it either. There was a rich man who at one time, before he passed, wrote in his will that he wanted to be buried with all of his money. Wanted his casket lined with it. His widow, distraught over his death, but also wanting to be able to live out her days as well with the finances they had earned simply wrote him a check, put it in the coffin with him. Can't take it with you. Can't take your phone, can't take your car, can't take your houses with you. Sure can't take money with you. If we have food and covering, verse 8 says, with these we shall be content. But those who want to get rich fall into temptation and a snare and many foolish and harmful desires which plunge men into ruin and destruction. We must be going after the right thing. If you want to find yourself thankful, stop thinking about what you don't have. Start thinking about what you do have. And one of the things you must have is godliness. Not going after green, not going after more money, more things. Those are nice. And with money, you can actually bless other people, which is another lesson someday. So we need those material things. We do. But ultimately, when, when we look inside of our hearts, we must see that we are going after that godly side. The opposite of thankfulness also 
is that we count our burdens too much. Rather than counting our blessings, we see all the things that are going wrong. We see all of the things that keep us from what we believe to be happiness, and we blame that. If I could just have that, if I could just have a little more, if I could just have something else. You know, on Thursday, after my third slice of Melita's fudge pie, I'm not going to feel very good at all. I think it's going to make me happy. It does for a little bit. All it does is make me miserable soon thereafter, but it is wonderful. But maybe that analogy goes a little too far, because <sighs> that's a burden I'm going to want to have for sure. I'll exercise the next day, burn it off, it'll be fine. But we count our other burdens way too much. Like my sore ankle, my sore toe, I'm finally going to go see a doctor about it, I guess so. But I don't want to count that burden too much, because I'm healthy overall. I'm healthy. We count our burdens too much, and whenever we do that, we are not being thankful for what we do have. So stop counting your burdens, but rather count your blessings. How to be thankful. That's what we need to focus on more and more. Because as we grow and mature in Christ, as we grow and mature in our lives these days, being thankful becomes increasingly important. First off, teach your kids to be thankful. Because it's not going to happen automatically. Because as they are born into this world, they think of themselves as they should. They cry to let you know, hey, I need something. So the world is revolving around them as it should when they're infants. But as they grow, they must experience different things. That the world is not about them. That the world is not here at their beck and call. And not everything goes their way. That's how you must teach your children to be thankful. So that when they're older, they'll not want everything to be given to them. And they'll actually be a blessing to other people because they've taught, been taught gratitude. They've been taught thankfulness. Thankfulness is a decision. When you're an adult, when you're a teenager, when you're a child, you can decide to be thankful. And you have to do this. Ephesians chapter 4, and verse 31, Paul tells the Ephesian church, Let all bitterness and wrath anger and clamor and slander be put away from you, along with all malice. Who decides that? Who decides that anger and bitterness is going to be put away? The person who's controlling this, the person who's controlling your heart, you. You decide, I'm going to put that stuff away, and I'm going to be done with it. But if you get rid of something, you must put something in its place. And thankfulness can be this very thing that you need. Whenever you throw out all the bad, you put in the good. You stop counting your burdens. You start counting your blessings. You look at your spouse. You look at the possessions you do have, and you are thankful for them. Maybe God will bless you with more later. Who knows? But right now, you need to be thankful for what you have. Again, it's a lot about perspective. The guy on the left driving the BMW is looking at the Lamborghini. Wow, that's my dream car. The guy on the bike is looking at maybe the old junker there. Boy, I wish I could afford that. And then the person without a bike says, I wish I had that. I could get around a lot easier. And then the person in the wheelchair looks down and says, he can go wherever he wants. Thankfulness is a decision, not necessarily dictated by your current state in life. So have a thankful attitude. 1 Thessalonians 5.18, 
in everything, give thanks, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. If you have nothing else, you have Christ. So in everything, give thanks. When, when Paul was in prison, writing his letters to the churches, he was thankful for what he had. Because he had food, most likely. He had covering over his head. He had clothes on his body. He was thankful for that. Because he was still pursuing the ministry of Christ. He was still serving him. And we must be thankful for our Lord. Psalm 136 and verse 1. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. For his loving kindness is everlasting. Sometimes when we're not thankful. We blame everybody. We blame even our Lord and Savior. But he only wants what's best for you. You might be going through a difficult time. You might be going through some trials and tribulations. But Christ is there with you. Sometimes you just got to open your eyes and you got to see it. So choose to be thankful and your life will vastly improve. As I was doing research for this lesson, I found a lot of studies that showed how gratitude, that showed how thankfulness can improve your life a great deal. So if you're not thankful right now, think, what, what can I be thankful for? Some of the things we've mentioned today, your food, your clothing, a family that loves you spouse that loves you. A lot of people out there don't have that. Kids, parents that love you. A lot of kids don't have that and wish they did. They wish they had a parent that would tell them to go to bed at 9 o'clock. I know that's tough. But a lot of kids wish they had that. Wish they had a parent to provide for them so that they wouldn't have to, to go without with what so many others do have. Think about what you're not thankful for this morning and make the decision to be different, to start today, this season, to be more thankful. In a 2017 study, a team of research set out to find scientific evidence of gratitude's impact. When gratitude was expressed, the average heart rate was lower than during moments of resentment. And this gratitude compounds. The more you express of it, the greater its strength. So what the scripture has taught us, science is starting to prove. Not surprisingly, other studies have found that in the absence of gratitude, negative effects also stack up. For example, one 2012 study of 1,700 employees carried about by the American Psychological Association found that more than half of all employees intended to search for a new job for a simple reason. They felt underappreciated in the workplace. Maybe you've experienced that, not being appreciated. Sure does feel good, though, when it starts. In addition to having a profound impact on individuals and their emotional regulation, there is evidence that expressing thankfulness impacts also group dynamics. So it's not only impacting you individually, but when you express gratitude, it can affect your relationships with other people. Why? If an employee feels better for being, um, for being valued, your spouse will do the same. And it's, we, we've got to express that. It can't be just one of these, well, I, I'm thankful for you. Yeah, I told you when we got married, if I change my mind, I'll let you know. It can't be that way. We've got to be thankful regularly for one another. When that happens, there's a lot of boring brain stuff that goes on and says, wow, I like being around this person. 
He appreciates me. She appreciates me. There's science that's backing that up. Scripture's already told us, be thankful and you will be blessed. Science is telling us the same thing because it happens up here between your ears. Expressing gratitude during the Thanksgiving season is a wonderful start. Those of us who garden, we can look at our cupboards and know, wow, we've been blessed. Now's the perfect season to be thankful. But all of us need to be thankful for what we have and we need to notice what we have. So how will thankfulness improve your life? First ask, what do I want from this lesson today? What do I want from this week and from the coming weeks and subsequently the coming year? Do you want improved relationships? Do you want less anxiety and depression? Do you want to just feel happier overall? Thankfulness might be your answer. I don't know, though. Some people seem happier being curmudgeons, being upset, just being mad at the world all the time. Seems like that's how some people just want to be. Either way, it is a decision. You can choose that path. God bless America, that's your right to do. But I would venture to say that if we chose thankfulness, we would feel much, much better. So what should we want? Let's look at Colossians 3 and see what that says. What should we want? A lot of people think, well, that's easy, Dale. Yeah, I want to be thankful, but, you know, that's, that's tough sometimes. And it is. It's easier to say than it is to do. But every long journey, every great journey begins with one step. Colossians chapter 3 and verse 15. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. I say this a lot from this pulpit. We need peace in our lives. Our world needs peace, no doubt about it. But peace in the world starts in the home. Peace in the world starts with you. So let the peace of Christ, if you're a Christian, you've got that peace, right? If you're not a Christian, you're missing out on it. You're missing out on this peace. To which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. I'm thankful for the peace of Christ. And I hope that you have that peace too. That you're not bothered on a regular basis, weekly, daily. Because you haven't found this peace. Well, it's in Christ. I try to give a, a little bit on these lessons every week to show you that you can live a peaceful life. You can live at peace with other people. Live at peace with yourself by following Him. And you can be thankful for that. Verse 17, Whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through Him to God the Father. We should want Christ first of all. And when we want Him, and when we follow Him, everything else will fall into place. James 1.17 Every good thing and given and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shifting shadow. So what are you looking for to be thankful for? Maybe you're looking in the wrong places. Or maybe you might not have a lot to be thankful for, but... You must look for Christ because He gives us everything. And I think sometimes the answer to this is we all continue to look down for what we have. Thursday's going to be good, looking down at our plates, going to be thankful. I hope you remember this lesson. We're going to be looking down at that time, but all too often throughout the rest of the year, we're constantly looking down, always looking down at my wallet, looking down at, at my devices, looking down at what I don't have that's not sitting before me. Constantly looking here. We've got to look up. We've got to look up to Christ because He gives us every good thing. If you're looking for it in other places, you're looking in the wrong places. 
Because having Christ in your heart and being thankful will do a lot of things. As I've said, it will reduce materialism. Realize what you don't need. Realize that. Thankfulness will protect you from stress and anxiety. Thankfulness will bring you happiness that actually lasts. Some people are, are angry and anxious and depressed because they're just not happy. Maybe thankfulness is what you need. And thankfulness, as we've discussed, can also improve your relationships. Somewhere, somebody, maybe just one person, maybe a few, maybe, maybe most of us, could use one of these things, or maybe more. And thankfulness, I believe, is the answer. What is there to be thankful for? We are thankful for Christ as always, because He leads us down this path of reducing all of those things that make us so miserable in our lives. So always remember that. Here at Birdwell's Chapel, we should be thankful how we're growing. I love seeing you here on Sunday morning, Sunday night and Wednesdays, and Bible study. And if you're not a part of that, I hope you'll come and be a part of it, because we're thankful that you're here. You should be thankful for what you have, not for what you don't, missing out on that. And for where you are currently and where you are should be in Christ. And that's where ultimately thankfulness can begin. So make those necessary changes in your life today. Whether you have to do it outside of here or do it inside this morning, coming forward where we can pray for you that your sins might be forgiven and baptize you into Christ so that you might be saved from your sins and you can start living faithfully. If you have a need such as that, please come forward now and we will help you in whatever way we can as we stand and sing.